Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today, we're shooting a guest Blurg. spot on The Larry King Show and the 12th episode of season three, aptly entitled Larry King. <laughs> Relationships collapse more quickly than the Asian markets in this episode as Tracy Jordan narrates, instigates, and perpetuates global mayhem. Jack is forced to choose between his love of Elisa and his adoration of the enslaved machine that is capitalism. Kenneth's concept of friendship floats away in a sea of red balloons. And Peter Frampton, previously known as Hornberger, leads a treasure hunt in the halls of 30 Rock. Now, good luck with that, Julie, Emma, and Jorgensen, because I'm on vacation. Have fun with the podcast. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Lemon, you're a woman. Of course I am. That doctor was a quack. I don't even know why my parents listened to him. I need advice. Elisa is coming by this afternoon to uh, talk about us. Oh, ladies are such a bummer. Where is this going? How serious are we? Why don't you listen to my story about my friend? Well, where is it going? Ladies like to know what that next step is. They, we can't help ourselves. Oh. Believe me, Lemon, I want to take that next step. You mean like marriage? No, the one before that. Moving in together? That's huge. No, the thing you do before that. Think you in the mid-90s. You haven't had sex? Shh. Elisa had a very strict, very religious upbringing. She does not take that step lightly. We have, of course, pleasured one another. No, stop. I will leave. But she wants me to make some kind of commitment before we go forward. Obviously, I care about her a lot, but she keeps confusing me with this ridiculous notion that uh, sex and love are somehow connected. Okay, two things. One, be honest. If this is a big deal to her, do not take that next step unless you are sure. And second, and more importantly, in 2009, I have done it two more times than you. Give it up, what, what? Woo! You know, I, I heard from uh, a little old lady that you should start writing this stuff down. You're so good. Was it your mom? Was it our mom? Are you telling your mama jokes on the Vlerg podcast? That's rude. My mother well, said nothing mean, you, but give you love and support. You, well, you know, I love Dr. Spichemin, so it was only a matter of time until I became, I became him. <laughs> Terrible humor. Male. Terrible. Gross. Ugh. Ugh. Um, so neither one of us were looking forward to rewatching this episode. Do you still feel the same way, Nick? I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, all things considered, honestly. Um, it still isn't like one of my all time favorites. It was enjoyable. It was engaging. It just, I don't know, just like everyone, everything going to shit simultaneously in dark in New York city streets that are close to apocalyptic, you know, breakouts just never sat right with me. So it always was like a little cringy. Um, and it still is, but funny as well. Yeah. I think I felt like in my heart, this is as bad as the source awards, but it's not. No, it's really not. It's got a couple of really, really funny moments. Everybody's on their game. Just the writing is a little weird, but yeah. I mean, it could have used more Jenna, and I think that would have helped everything. <laughs> That's exactly what Julie was thinking. No, but as I told you in an earlier <laughs> podcast, I listened to Casey Wilson's um, memoirs, and she said that Jenna, that Jane Krakowski is her favorite actress, and she's just so great at what she does. So I pressed correct, pause, and I took a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Krakowski is amazing. She's hilarious. She's funny. She can sing. Come on. Come on. You better stop smooching her fucking name. <laughs> Dapping the F bomb. 
Well, this episode opens up on the streets of New York. They're at a food cart. Have you guys ever had street meat? Hot dog from a cart? We eat street meat sold on the street, savory and sweet. No. No? I don't know why I feel like that semi-warm boiling water makes all the diseases go away. I will eat a hot dog off the street. I will eat a bagel. I will eat a hot pretzel. I will eat nachos. Uh, I think I do like street meat. No, I'll eat things off the street. I just not from a vendor. Just like things I find. I scavenge. <laughs> like a little truffle pig. I don't know if you know this or not. Nick is a freegan, so it's on the street. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very environmentally conscious. I'm trying to reduce my impact on the environment, the negative one, um, <laughs> by thieving things left over on the sidewalk. And where does the sidewalk end? I haven't found it. Oh, Michelle Silverstein. Sarah, Sylvia, Cynthia, Stout would not take the garbage out. Did you guys listen to Where the Sidewalk Ends, the poems, when you were growing up? We read them, yeah. I cannot go to school today, said little Peggy. I have the measles and the mumps, the gash, rash, and purple bumps. I used to listen to it a lot. I think no, we had was- a record of it, like an actual record. Nice. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, no, we just read it like chumps. <laughs> Well, until he put out The Giving Tree, which is basically the codependent's guide to being miserable your whole fucking life. <laughs> what is that book about? I'm my God. I'm a tree. Take my limbs. Now I'm just a stump. Lay your old body on me. Why don't you set me on fire? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought something's not right there. Have you seen that like video thing where it's like, and then she dragged this like lifeless corpse through the restaurant. And I thought, oh, there's something that's not right here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like lampooning all those people. It's like, I always thought something was kind of off of him when he had like severed limbs in his car. I thought, oh, something's not right with him. I don't think there's something right here. Something's going on. Would you rather date someone who's in QAnon or codependent? (laughs) Self-immolate. The giving tree. Q. No, codependent is not. I don't think that's objectively bad. I think QAnon is objectively the worst. Codependent is bad. No, you're saying that just because you are. Yes. It's it's not a positive treat. <laughs> like I said, street meat is delicious. <laughs> Elisa agrees with me. And then there's a man trying to get some street meat. who's like holding a baby who's crying with like all this other crap. And you're like, why are you stopping for street meat, sir? Take care of your family. <laughs> and Jackson's I mean, very compassionately. The family? He used to be a man once. So rude. Well, Liz Lemon was a man in several regards throughout this oh my episode. God. That whole part is hilarious. <laughs> To Jack says, Lemon, you're a woman. And she's like, of course I am. The doctor was a quack. <laughs> and then later, she's a woman wearing men's clothes was the way to describe her. So Liz is getting a lot of uh, gender questioning. What is gender? It doesn't matter. Maybe 10 years later, it would be a different story. So he wants advice because Elise is coming this afternoon to talk about them. <laughs> about us. And, he, and Liz's like, ugh, ladies are such a bummer. Us ladies. Lady, like, I'm part of, like, we are, as a group, me and the, we're all together in the, di- I am a lady. A vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jack's telling her that they're going to take a big step. She's like, you mean like marriage? She's like, no, before that. She's like, moving in, that's huge. He's like, no, the thing you do before that. She's like, I don't know. Thank you in the mid 90s. Like, you haven't had sex? Wild. That is insane. I mean, for Jack Donaghy, especially. I mean, not for me currently, because the idea of sex is just a foreign notion that I don't think exists. Yes, of anything, the pandemic has robbed Nick of his ability to do it. I didn't have mine before the pandemic, during or after, so it had nothing to do with that. No, I'm at the point now where it's just like, oh, a hug. It's amazing. <laughs> 
It's like base one for me right now is like you see me having a panic attack. And then it doesn't go much further because it's not a great look. I'm sorry. Did I make everyone uncomfortable? (laughs) (laughs) And now you've brought up the Holocaust. So we can't say anything. So he he says they haven't had sex, but they have pleasured one another. (laughs) She's like, no, stop. I will leave. (laughs) I love her so much. So it turns out that Liz has had sex two more times than Jack has. Well, what? <laughs> Woo! And he gives her a high five. But that is a great line reading of that. Um, more importantly, in 2009, I've done it two more times than you give it up. What? What? I do That's love right. I said it twice because I liked it so much. I do love the way Jack says it's like she keeps confusing um, this ridiculous notion that sex and love are somehow connected. Very different things. <laughs> no, not when it comes to some Hayek. Bum, 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 ba, da, bum, bum. And now we're ready for Larry King Live. Um, we're asking if Tracy's okay for Larry King Live, who's been preparing by just shouting expletives, getting it out of his system. You dumb bitch! I says. cursed for three hours straight just to get out of my system, you dumb bitch! <laughs> I like how if I like just like... You didn't say it right. <laughs> if, well, I'm just <laughs> describing the situation. You're like, if you don't read the exact fucking line, I will. If you don't act it... I want to act it out. This is act my like... Out. There you go. Act my it out. My suppressed performer... <laughs> Who doesn't get to do Les Mis anymore because I'm too busy and it's like three and a half hours long. <laughs> Although we've been podcasting for like a month. So so they have one request for him. Can you please remember to talk about TGS tonight? You only have to plug it once. TGS, Fridays at 1030 on NBC. How's it go, Nick? NGS, Fridays at C30 on TB10. <laughs> Killing it. What I, I get everything I need to know. I didn't understand what, um, what eight... PM seven central meant like growing up. I was very yeah. confused. I was like, am I not the center of the universe? Who's more central than I? So now there's a cell phone ringing. It's in Pete's pocket. And he's like, wait, this says you're calling me. How is this possible? Hello. These Verizon wireless phones. Anything is give us our money, please. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> Crossover. So um, it turns out that Liz left her phone in a cab. Uh, a seat, this phone was left in my cab by a woman wearing the shirt of a man. <laughs> <laughs> the character. Please continue, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Hi, I'm Liz. You have my phone." He's like, "Yeah, this is Asif. He's played by actor Ajay N A I D U, who was in Office Space and K Pax. Those are the only things I've seen him in, but I think he's pretty good in this episode. Office Space. That's what I recognize him from." <laughs> Yeah. So, so he finds out that she's, um, you know, in rarefied air because she's got Tracy Jordan's phone number in her address book and then puts on the I'm going to sue the shit out of you. I'm going to, like, put the squeeze on you. I'm going to get some money for you. You need to bring me $800, rich lady, or I'll throw the phone away. Which, honestly, I feel like it's not that exorbitant. People should be human beings. Give her a fucking phone. Well, obviously that first. But also, I just, like, if I'm in any sort of situation where it's just like, it will take me any amount of energy or effort, I'm just like, what do I need to pay to make this go away? What effort? He's going to sit in Long Island City. She's going to come to him. It's not like he's bringing the phone back. Oh, yeah. I would probably pay for that. I was like, I'd pay for the lift ride and I'll get you a snack. Well, it's also, let's just be honest. This is pre-gig economy. He works for a taxi company. You call the taxi company and you say... Asif has my phone. Please get it back for me. Now, an Uber driver doesn't have to do anything because they don't work for anybody. 
They pay no taxes. They get no benefits. It's a terrible Republican idea. Tax cabs are amazing. Asif is a liar. Give her a goddamn phone. So Liz says that she's in the same mind as you and is like, yeah, Obviously, I'll definitely do that. On opposite day, Asif doesn't know if that's real or not. Who knows? <laughs> I think it's real. Yeah. Well, this is annoying. This, this whole plot point annoys me, but that's fine. So uh, this it's is like choosing. most of the show. <laughs> Elisa comes into Jack's office and she's like, I got something to remember you by while I'm in Puerto Rico. It's a caricature of me on the skateboard. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I guess you're going to take your trip. She's been going home every winter for the last 15 years. She could consider staying if she knew where this was going. And the woman talk begins. Well played, says Jack. She says, look, you know, I'm serious. We're great together. We're Jack and Elisa. We're Jalisa. And he picks up a t-shirt. <laughs> It has a picture of that one, and it says Jalisa. And then she's like, that's so lame, Jack. So he puts it down. So is it <laughs> it's pretty much like my whole life. I'm like so excited, and someone's like, no, dummy. I'm like, oh. Oh, so I realized watching this that I've been calling them Jack Lisa because that's what I thought it was. No, no. Jalisa. Jalisa. I feel like you've been saying Jalisa. Jalisa. Who knows? So he's like, yeah, that was just a joke. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to go on Mark Anthony on you, but I need to know how you feel. I mean, Jennifer, or not Jennifer, yeah, J-Lo and Ben are seriously back together 20 years later. I know. Why do I love excited. it? But I, do. I don't know. <laughs> See, I thought she was I talking like about- they've both grown a lot as people. He's grown a lot, and then he gets like Dunkin' Donuts and then pretends to awkwardly carry them and get someone to take his picture. He got a <laughs> full back piece. You did get a full back piece, yeah. It's yeah. gross. That was while he was still growing. Now he's grown. <laughs> Remember Jennifer, it was after he, he got divorced from Jennifer Garner, and she was like, am I like the- the ashes <laughs> like what am i <laughs> so jack anyway. expresses his feels and he's like i love you to which jaleesa's like i love you too did he say and it so, like that and so <laughs> i love you no he's like i love you julie how many emmys do i have zero how many emmys does he have there's going to be a disparity <laughs> i want to hear you say you love me like really say it, like in a way that would make my heart happy julie hey make call i love call. you call <laughs> i love you too love you boo that actually is adorable. So Elisa decides she'll stay, but if she's going to give up her trip, then they have to spend time together. Just us. Just Jalisa. And then Jonathan, Jonathan's like, <laughs> clear my schedule for next week, starting with tonight. He's like, you won't be coming in at all? What about Jack Jonathan? Not the same <laughs> ring. I would do Jonathan, maybe. Or Jack. There's no good way. No, it's just Jack. <laughs> just Jack. They think tonight's going to be Crossover. very special, if you know what I mean. He's like, uh, don't forget your skateboard. <laughs> what are they going to do? He's done some weird things on things with wheels. Like the Ottoman had wheels with Cece, and then the uh -huh. skateboard obviously has wheels. She's going to ride off into the sunset. So Tracy's on Larry King Live when Larry King was still alive. R.I.P. Larry King. <laughs> and the Chiron underneath says, Tracy Jordan, star of Who Dat Ninja and Black Cop, White Cop. <laughs> Not two <laughs> movies we've heard about. And so Tracy Jordan inexplicably has recounted the entire plot of the movie Teen Wolf, which was then rebooted by the Berlanti, who's married to that out soccer player, and they have a kid and makes a lot of gay stuff. The first season, it's great. You should only watch the original Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox. Period. All right. Period. Well, I can't do that anymore. I can't go back in time, Julie. 
I'm going to go back in time. That's from another Michael J. Fox movie called Back to the Future. So instead of bumping Tracy Jordan, they keep him on while they announce that the Asian financial markets have opened to a huge sell-off and people are panicking. They're going to switch to that story and Tracy's like, good. I'm glad I'm here. Larry, I'm not an expert, but I do have a strong opinion. New York as we know it will no longer exist tomorrow. On phase, Larry King's like, expand on that. The Chiron changes. Tracy Jordan believes New York will not exist tomorrow. <laughs> so that's not going great. Um, so Tracy says, you want to go for it? Look, I grew up here, Larry, in the days before Starbucks. And if the Wall Street crashes, it'll be the 1970s all over again. People will get mean. The streets won't be safe. It'll be graffiti everywhere. And the movies will only cost $3. Tracy Jordan saying three serious things and a joke. Ding! The elevator. So, Jorgensen, who's like the fall guy, he's the person you went around so you can blame everything on him, as we saw when Liz was briefly promoted before sending Don Geis into a diabetic coma, um, that he could have been faking, according to Dr. Spichemin. Funny moment. I stand by it. Anyway, so Jorgensen freaked out. He's got some papers, and he's like, you know what? Good luck with that, Jorgensen. I'm on vacation. But the papers. No one cares about your fucking papers. So then his phone is ringing. In his pocket, Liz is there, and he's like, hey, are you, how are you calling me? She's like, I lost my phone in this jagweed cabbie has it. Never heard anyone else use the word jagweed. She grabs the phone. She's like, hey, stop harassing my friends to see. He's like, hey, Liz, I just wanted to let you know that I found that special picture that you took with your phone. <laughs> this is great. Oh, my God, you got a sixth. What picture? Oh, my God. And she says to Jack, that one, there's a picture of me on my phone, an adult picture of me. Drew took it as a joke. I'm making a face like this. She's like, why am I telling you? Like, why are you? Finger in her mouth, yeah. Top and bottom. May I speak with the thief? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, like, sex are only funny if they're as, like, a joke. I mean, that makes sense. Sex are only, like, interesting <laughs> if they're done as, like, a joke. I don't think a sex in and of itself is necessarily that great. Maybe I've just been Sexy. overloaded by being on Grinder for so long. There's dicks everywhere. Too many dicks. Do you send dicks on Grinder? So Liz is talking to a Seath, and now the money has gone to 2000 in cash. Or I emailed the picture to everyone in your address book. Harsh. So we're back with Larry King. He's like, you ever been to Asia, Tracy? He's like, my work was taking me there. I was supposed to be in the movie Rush Hour, but two weeks into shooting, I was replaced by Jackie Chan. A switch up. Fun. You thought he was going to be Chris Rock. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. So Liz goes into the writer room. She's like, I'm going to go get my phone. Like, you're going to pay that guy? She lies about needing her address book, but she's not going to go alone to meet some creep in the taxi garage. Which one of you is going with me? No one. <laughs> Pete said, I would, but I don't want to. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Which isn't something I've used in real life before. Yeah, same. I like it. But Kenneth, our Boy Scout, will escort you, Miss Lemon. We pages are accustomed to danger. <laughs> I mean, the shit that Katie Couric puts him through... Brian Williams puts him through. He's gone through a lot. I believe him. <laughs> so she's like, Kenneth, can you leave now? This place is in Queens. He's like, oh, Miss Lemon, I can't leave Manhattan on page business. NBC's insurance doesn't cover it. I'll have to do this as a friend. George is like, all right, fine. Thank you. He's like, say I'm your friend. <laughs> say it. Say it. Follow up. You're my friend, Kenneth. Let's go. So... The Asian markets continue to tank, and now the Mumbai Stock Exchange is down in early trading. Is the panic becoming global? Larry King the, the best person 
Tracy Jordan believes New York is headed for disaster. <laughs> and it is. Because he says, Larry, what everyone needs to do is just take a deep breath, calm down, and start preparing their bodies for the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> so it does show how, how quickly people get whipped into a frenzy. It's like this whole QAnon bullshit, everything. It's like, you say things three times and they believe it, like you always say. Three and times? There might be a gas shortage. People were filling up plastic bags with, ga- with gasoline. It's like, first of all, that's not how you transport gasoline. No. I know, I Googled it. <laughs> also, when everyone was like, we might run out of toilet paper, it's like, I mean, just there's a shower right there. Bend over, you got yourself a bidet. <laughs> but would we have had such a shortage on toilet paper if people hadn't been just asshats? No, once you, once normal buying volume increases, then you get into short supply because there's production halting. If you just buy normally in those situations, everything goes fine. The reason we got these shortages is everyone bulked up and there was a breakdown in the supply chain. That's why we I buy things all the worst. <laughs> we are the worst. <laughs> we are the children. We'll kill the future. <laughs> he needs a kidney. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so they're walking through a seedy part of New York. They tagged Kenneth's page jacket. <laughs> so good. Is, <laughs> I've been tagged. And the way he just like, the way that's choreographed with him like spinning around and you're not sure what's happening. And they're like, wow. That was magic. Good job, Kenneth, person. Yeah. And then Kenneth's like, New York isn't safe anymore. And I'm not risking your life. He doesn't care about himself. He's not risking Liz's he is life. The giving for tree. So sweet. Yeah. And Liz tells one of her many lies. And it's like, it's not just a phone, it's what's on it. And then she says it's a sentimental lullaby that her Nana Lemon used to sing to her every night. Oh, it was the day is done, my sweet, for the lambs have been decapitated? No, Kenneth. (laughs) He reminds me a lot of, like, Dwight Schrute, who was, like, grew up in that environment when he talks about, like, fairy tales and his things. It's like, my grandma used to always sing something. It's like, don't go into the woods, she will eat your face or something terrifying. So she lies and starts singing the German version of 99 Vinlift Balloons, but I guess that's actually the actual version of the song. Yeah, by Nena. By Nena. So he agrees. Now that the reason that your grandmother's dead grandmother's song is on there, I'll find it. Let's go. Now we get to Jack's apartment. Jalisa are snuggling in the chair. It was amazing. Thank you. I watched the American Masters last night about Baryshnikov, and I picked up a couple of ideas. The doorbell rings, and she's thinking it's the sushi, and she's going to go wait on him, but it's not. We're going in 15 minutes. But you're not gonna, because Jorgensen's there. And he's like, she's like, Jack, you've got company. He wasn't answering his phone. He's like, I'm staying here. I love her the most. There's no way you could get me. There's no money number in the world that could get me. And he shows him a number. He's like, I gotta go. That's the amount. <laughs> and he leaves poor Jalisa there after she gave him her flower. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not a virgin, right? Because she killed no. her ex-husband. Exactly. <laughs> No. Did you try his mistress? Not there. How about his manstress? Nothing. I think we should listen to Tracy Jordan and panic, sir. What? I'm saying the Disneyfication of New York is over, everyone. At the stroke of midnight, your Lexus is going to turn back into a hot pile of rats fighting over a human finger. Joining us on the phone is GE Vice President Jack Donaghy. Jack, what's your outlook on all of this? I just want to preach caution, Larry. If there were anything to worry about, I would be at my office instead of at home right now with my beautiful girlfriend. She's Latin. 
Expand on that. Look, my point is, is that some of the things that Tracy is saying are just fanning the flames. Hang on. I know Jack Donaghy, and that is an imposter. Hang up. Hang up on him, Larry. I'm going to, but not because you told me. Lincoln, Nebraska, you are on the air. So we're back with um, Larry King and Bill Hewitt, the undersecretary of the Treasury, says, he says, what advice would you give people? He says, the worst thing you could do at a time like this is pull out your investments. So the Chiron says, officials, U.S. economy is sound. Don't panic. <laughs> Quotes. <laughs> yes. Devil's avocado here, Larry. I think people should freak the geek out. Withdraw all your money and hide it. I would really like to start saying devil's avocado here. That's really good. I know. Yeah. I, I, the, people are saying the same thing now. It's like the stock market's going to crash at any time. Like, take out your money. And it's like, here's my philosophy. In no way is this financial advice. Let's just say that. But if you have investments, if they crash to the point that they never come back, money won't be useful in this new world order. All right? There'll be nothing left. So... A whole new world. As you sing over it slow-mo of like people slashing people, people dying in the streets. Oh, I like was actually seeing zombies. Richard Branson in my head really slowly like walking off his space flight. All these fucking dudes who are like, let me go into space. It's just like, I mean, can't you just pump your penis and call it a day? <laughs> I thought they were really going to go into space, like going to go somewhere. No, they, they just went just gonna, onto like, the edge the of space. Yeah. I mean, great. Good for you. You can still do that and do some good on the planet. Yeah. One would hope. Well, thankfully, we have 30 Rock, and it's funny. Exactly. The the Chiron under Tracy says, Tracy has a high school education. What's wrong with that? So he talks about his strategy. He hides cash everywhere, at home, at church, even at work. All the guys at work, little ears perk up. What? What? (laughs) There's money hidden here? What? In fact, I've hidden so much money that if some of it was gone, I probably wouldn't even notice. (laughs) Now they're all excited. Pete, Lutz. Those back- two. <laughs> and, and Tufer. Frank is there. All four yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> the Merry Pranksters. So now we're back in Queens, and there's a gaggle of fourth graders walking down the street. <laughs> Kenneth's like, don't worry. I'll protect you, ma'am. And then he doesn't. He gets beat up. <laughs> he gets fucking attacked. What is wrong? Bad young men. Shame on you. He took her <laughs> wallet. They, but the picture of Nana Lemon is still there. So Liz just continues the lies. Because he's like, there are New Year's glasses. And the New Year's glasses say 2009. And he's Your like... Your birthday's in November. Yeah, Kenneth's like, this is from New Year's, but you said she died on your birthday. That's in November. He's a good friend. He knows her birthday. And Liz is like, no, that's not a New Year's thing. That's the year she wanted to uh, live to. And she didn't make it. Oh, <laughs> Sing that lullaby again. And then she sings it, and he's like, keep going. Nine fun love balloons. <laughs> That's 99 red balloons. <laughs> Nina's famous anti-balloon protest song. You First lied all, to me. <laughs> yeah, right, I lied. So what? I don't know why she's Southern, but I'm feeling <laughs> it. You want the truth, Kenneth? You want the truth? I can't handle the truth, he says. There was an adult picture of me on that phone. Adult? You mean like you're driving a car or wearing it's a, a suit? It's a boobies picture, Kenneth. <laughs> and I only kept it because for once they were pointing in the same direction. It's a good point. I knew you wouldn't help me if I told you the truth. So you lied to me? That's not something friends do to each other. Well, then maybe we aren't friends. But we are. You said so before we left. You made me say that. Ooh. Ooh. Pain. 
Well, then I guess I'm here as a page and in violation of NBC's insurance policy. I should probably head back to Manhattan. And if there's one thing that Liz Lemons do, Liz Lemon does, I mean, Liz Lemons, because you were also a Liz Lemon, um, it's dig their feet in. And it's like, fine, I don't need to. Coworker. <laughs> Jack and Thin are back in his office. <laughs> and they can't get a hold of Geist. They tried his mistress, his manstress. Nothing. Great word. Love that so much. It really is like people don't care about any sort of, we've seen this with Epstein, obviously. People don't care about any of the shit that you do or how fucked up it is as long as you have money. It's devastating. So, Well, luckily we went poor and not diddling anybody, so we're, we're safe. Correct. <laughs> I'm not diddling anybody. I'm not even diddling Hiddleston. Oh, Hiddle diddle. So <laughs> Jonathan says, I think we should listen to Tracy Jordan in Panic, sir. And then the Chiron says, Tracy Jordan, Panic. <laughs> <laughs> And he gives this sage advice at the stroke of midnight when, <laughs> sorry, I was thinking, what do you say at the stroke of midnight when the dragon turns back into a Chinese dude or something? Anyway, at the stroke of midnight, your Lexus is going to turn back into a high pile of rats fighting over a human finger. So then Larry says, joining us on the phone is G Vice President Jack Donaghy. Jack, what's your outlook on all of this? And he wants to proceed with caution. If there were anything to worry about, I would be at the office instead of home right now with his beautiful girlfriend. She's Latin. Expand on that. Look, my point is, some of the things that Tracy is saying are just fanning the flames. J- Tracy has a moment of clarity. Hang on. I know Jack Donaghy. And then the Chiron says, Tracy Jordan says, it's going to be the 70s all over again. <laughs> and that is an imposter. Hang up on him, Larry. I'm going to, but not because you told me to. Lincoln, Nebraska, <laughs> you're on the air. So now Lisa comes into Jack's office. She's furious. So this is what you'd rather be doing instead of spending time with me? It smells like dude in here. <laughs> <laughs> and it does. He tried and calling, this... but she didn't pick up. She's like, I'm sick of listening to you. Oh, I love you, Elisa. That was all just another Jack Donaghy lie. Like when you said you could dunk on a basketball. I, I can't on, on a regular reg- hoop. <laughs> <laughs> a regulation. <laughs> we were racing. And I had to win. <laughs> Look, this is an emergency. If I'm not here tonight, what? What's going to happen? People are going to die? No. You'll all just get poor like the rest of us. You'll eat cereal that comes in a bag and you'll keep the free hand waves from the casino. Honestly, brilliant foreshadowing because cereal was one of the biggest purchases during the pandemic and hand wipes. Come on. Need them. Corona. <laughs> Good point. Then she looks at everyone else and says, you might even have to spend time with your children. Now they're Who is this woman? Why isn't someone shutting her up? Brutal. But Why don't you just go back to my apartment? I'll meet you there eventually. Don't worry about it. I'm going to Puerto Rico. And then he says, Elisa, don't do that. You don't understand. What's happening here is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, to which he says, so am I. <laughs> Jorgensen also Props loves it. He's like, boy, that was kind of neat. How she kind of just whooped. Flipped your, uh, your words. <laughs> Shut up, Jorgensen. So now... <laughs> Pete and Frank, who's wearing an emotional friend hat, Lutz and Tufer are searching around. Like, we're never going to find Tracy's money. There's something under here. Oh, that's nothing but a bunch of tarantula food. And we went back to Lutz. Lutz. He's got a tarantula on his head. <laughs> I don't remember that from last time at all. I was dying. You know what? So, There's an easier way to do this. So Pete calls into Larry King, and even though he incorrectly determined that the real Jack Donaghy was not really Jack Donaghy. He's like, I recognize that voice. Peter Frampton. 
And Larry rolls with it, and so does Pete. He's like, uh, sure. Listen, I love the idea about hiding, uh, hiding cash at work. Can you be more specific? Or favor. And of course. he gives a riddle, like a fucking sphinx. And it's like, I hid my money in the safest place at 30 Rock. Without giving it away, the place I picked is very dry and warm. Its top is hard, but its bottom is soft. And although the location changes all the time, money stays in the same place. Tracy Jordan's Chiron says, Tracy, New York is over. If you're just joining us, we're with Tracy Jordan, who's giving guitar icon Peter Frampton enigmatic clues about a secret <laughs> treasure. Stay with us. <laughs> so we're back in Jack's office. Don't worry, everything's fine because you don't have to work there anymore. And Don, Don, a VHS tape has arrived from Don Geist. They don't know how to play it. Jonathan luckily keeps a VCR so we can watch Jack's old football tapes. Mm. And then he also sees a camcorder that Jonathan put in the office. Yay. What's that for? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> so we see a video of Don Geis when he had hair that was colored dark, but he's still the same age. He's like, hello, if you're watching this, you're an executive of the General Electric Corporation and the unthinkable has happened. Capitalism is ending, either because of the Soviets or something ridiculous like a woman president. God, he looks so young. I'm speaking to you in the year 1987, but my message is timeless. Avoid the Noid. Which was a Domino's commercial? Um, I don't know about it. That was a commercial back in the day. We've all worked hard, now it's over. There's only one thing for you to do. Go to your loved ones. Hold them close because the end, <laughs> and if you're watching this, it is the end. Love is all that matters. Aww. Now how the hell am I going to turn this damn thing off? So Jack realizes what he has to do. He has to run after Elisa. He was going to do the whole Ross and Rachel thing and run through the airport, but Elisa's right outside. Yes, which Ross was... Um, Liz Lemon did for Carol, or does for Carol later. Right? That's right, yeah. Well, she did it for... Uh, Jason Sudeikis, Floyd. Right. She does do it for Carol also, but I was thinking Harry and Sally, but that's because I'm not a friend's person either. So, But he finds her sitting outside on a bus bench because she can't get out of the city because, once again, the capitalist elitism, they want 500 bucks to go to JFK and the buses are worse. Everything's Everyone's got, got cocoa, cocoa for cuckoo puffs. Cuckoo poofs. Cuckoo poofs. You say it. Everything's in cocoa for cuckoo poops. Everything's gone cocoa for cuckoo poop, poops. That's hard. So, everything's gone cocoa for cuckoo what? poops. Is that right? Alisa, listen to me. I meant everything I said, but I know now that it's just words. You want a commitment? Here it is. Let's get married. Jack, I love you. Elisa. And I don't want to be with anyone else. Okay. But I want a ring so big that it gives me back problems. Mm. And they kiss. So, mm. so Liz is alone at the taxi driver place. She doesn't have anything. She doesn't have $2,000. She just wants her fucking phone back. And Asif's like, why don't you call your friend? Oh, wait, you can't. Work number, work number, work number, work number. And then he's like, maybe you can get it through mm. sex trade. Be gross. He's like, you have no friends. But Kenneth walks in and he says, yes, yes. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. You have $2,000? No. I'm going to watch TV until you get me with my money. Maybe you get it through sex trade. Yeah. You're a very pretty young thing. And Liz is like, you're disgusting. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking to Kenneth. <laughs> so now the merry pranksters are destroying Liz's office. They're so like, Frank, calm down. It's not in here. 
He's like, oh, this isn't about the money. This is about my own issues with Liz. <laughs> so then Peter Frampton calls on the phone once more, Pete Hornberger, and is like, just tell us where the fucking money is. He's like, I already told you. It's dry and warm. Stop is hard. Bottom soft. Location changes. Same place. There's nothing like that on 30 Rock until we zoom in on Kenneth. It's me. I'm the one. Uh, uh, uh. I'm the one. Uh, 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 uh. He's the safest place in 30 Rock, and then he checks under his wig, but it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> then he reaches into the inside of his pocket and gives, pulls out just a tiny bit wad of money, so it must be thousands in there. And he's like, I would thank you to give the lady its cell phone back. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz realizes he's a good person. And thank you for coming back, Kenneth. You're a good friend. You mean it? Yes. Because I'm having an asbestos removal party in my apartment on Sunday. She's like, yeah, I'm in. We know she's not going. No. So now we're not. watching the Larry King show, but we're watching it in Jack's office. And they say, now the U.S. markets have opened, unaffected by the Asian meltdown. Many people are blaming the panic in New York last night on one man, Tracy Jordan. He's here with me now. Tracy, a lot of people are calling you a fear monger, and I'm quoting here, an idiot. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> TGS, CB10, TB47. No, he says the right thing. Watch TGS, Fridays at 10.30, NBC. <laughs> Word. So then Jack comes in. He's like, good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, sir. Crazy last night. Lots of emotions. People get carried away. <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy night. So Lisa here. We're going to have a couple spa day. Now, she also has a tape. And Jack presses play. And she says the following. Hi, Jack. I'm on my way to Puerto Rico. I'm sorry. No, I won't do that. That's offensive. I'm sorry. Yesterday was crazy. Lots of emotion. I think maybe you asked me what you asked me out of panic. So I'm going to go see my family and give us both a chance to think about everything. Okay, I'll call you. Adios, mi amor. Now, how do you turn this thing off? And then, ah, Jonathan. Well, Elisa's boobs give way to Jonathan playing the flute shirtless in Jack's office. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastically magical. No, what was best when he was like, no, that's personal. <laughs> I love him. He is so, Jonathan is such an asset to the show. He's so funny. I don't have any interesting, I gave all my interesting data points. There really weren't any trivia items or anything. Sorry, I don't have anything to offer besides my <laughs> well, singing, I guess my rapier wit. <laughs> I guess that's all that we can do is rate. The episode. Shall we go to the chat and rate this episode? There are parts of this one I will rewatch. I do have to say. The Liz stuff in the beginning. What? What? Let me know when you're ready. Ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Send. Wow. You guys wow. are getting so much better. <laughs> Emma's just a little low with 89 saying she's never going to watch what? What? Which we all know is not true. And Nick's saying a 90, he'll watch it sometimes. And I'm right there. I just hit the target. Just, I don't know how I did it, but perfect score of 91. <laughs> Perfection. Perfection. It just makes us all bloop. so pleased. Yeah, this was much funnier than I remember it being. Me there too. were a lot of spots where I was just like, oh, this is objectively. And I would please you to give her, like, <laughs> like when she, just the gender stuff with Liz is hilarious. Yes. Give it to its phone give back. Give the lady its, its phone, phone back. back. Yeah, the, the whole Jonathan opening, stuff, the cold fun. open it's is fun. hilarious. <laughs> and every once in a while, we're going to need to see Jonathan playing the flute without his shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to reenact it for? Uh, no, I'm really grateful that you kept your shirt on this whole episode. <laughs> All right, 
So the next episode up is Goodbye, My Friend, a.k.a. the Harry and the Hendersons episode. So uh, I don't like Patty Lapone. <laughs> Patty Lapone. Patty Lapone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. I'm so excited this episode was better than we thought it was going to be. It's way better than the Source Awards. I do like the Harry and the Hendersons episode with or without Patty LaPone. You get to see Frank with his hair back. Totally different look. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Please check us out. We're on Blurg on Instagram. Hope you have a great week. Come and check us out. It takes all over the place. There are other podcasts about mostly Drag Race and then, you know, whatever else is going on. So thank you guys so much for listening. Super fun. Bye, Nick and Emma. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank.